Welcome to One Decent Pastor, a weekly podcast of The Door located in Central Oregon, where three completely average guys join forces to make One Decent Pastor and to discuss, discover, and promote all things Bible. Well, good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Welcome to One Decent Pastor. Yeah. And hello, Jeff Woodruff. He's in the comments. A whole pastor this week. Yeah. yeah. I mean, all, whole, we're all here. The band is back together. <laughs> it's, been, it's, been a, it's been a little while. Look at how come my, oh, mine was just clipping. Mine was a red light instead of a green light. And I think I, it's maybe because I'm a loud mouth. I can tell you what I think it is. That's what it is. <laughs> the mouth. Okay. That's what it is. It's clipping. All right. We're yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Good to be back with you yeah. guys. Yeah, I think it's been a few weeks since the three of us have been mm-hmm. together. You got to go hang out at the coast and surf. Sorry. I, I did a little bit, but yeah. it was yeah. uh, it was gnarly because we went from here, that blizzard where we shut down the church that weekend, yeah, to there where they had uh, like a, a fierce ice storm. So there was an inch of ice, like solid ice, over everything: bushes, trees, phone lines down, power out. When we got there, yeah. um, couldn't even go to the place that we had <laughs> reserved. And it's like of all weekends to get away to the coast. Awesome. Hey, I will say ice storms are one of the most beautiful things. I've. It was. They make everything look. It looked amazing. Amazing. It looked but, really weird. But yeah, pretty devastating. Yeah, it looked kind of like another planet, like the surface of another planet. Yeah. Like yeah. Everywhere you looked, it was it was pretty wild. But um, I had one thing on my mind, and it kind of that kind of impeded that. So. Just one thing, David. Yeah. <laughs> I went out a little. I went out for a little while, but it was it was gnarly. Good to get away though. Yeah. Well, so, good to have you back. Missed you guys. Yeah. I tuned in because I'm a, I'm a good Christian, even when I go away. <laughs> We appreciate good that. Good churchman. Yeah. I'm a good churchman. <laughs> good churchman, yeah. <laughs> good. And you guys did a swell job. Glenn Miller People did kind of freaked job. out about the churchman, like just the term churchman. Like people people were uncomfortable with that. Yeah, we talked about it at the men's dinner, <clears throat> and, and uh, nobody liked that term. Thought it was a very weird term. Churchman. So, yeah, I didn't, I don't know. When I heard it, I knew what it meant. I didn't think think it odd, but. I could see why yeah. it sounds a little weird yeah. to Agreed. Some people. Yeah, just just an old school way of saying church member. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It almost sounds bad though, like like a not a compliment. I don't know. Almost. Yeah. All right. Never, never mind. I don't know. Right. <laughs> we got a few folks in the like. Normally, you know, we got like one or two people that might say hi, but we got four people in the comments right now. Brandon, Kayla, Austin, Jeff. Hey, Austin. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Congrats, so, Austin. Congrats. Yeah, congrats on the baby. I want to ask Daddy. you if it's Ezra Augustine or Ezra Augustine. How are you going to pronounce it? Which you, way are you going to go? I don't yeah. know how you can respond to that on if, the chat. Yeah, if you can phonetically type in the correct pronunciation, that'd yeah. be great. But anyway, we're super happy for you guys. <laughs> or just August, for well, sure. it could be. Well, if you do that, then uh, it opens the door for Augie. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Ezra Augie. That's not bad. Right, it's kind of <laughs> <It kinda> works. <laughs> we'll help you with, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Call in and we'll help you with your nicknames for your kids. <laughs> anyway, congratulations. Yeah. That's super cool. Nicknames. You, did you guys have nicknames growing up? Speaking yeah. Of. We talked about that recently. When Actually, when Austin was on here. Did we? He was called Big Tech. Okay. I, I missed that day. Yeah. So. I never had one. It was weird. Yeah. I already, I, I was yeah. BM. Other than people yeah. calling me like bad names or whatever. Right. I didn't have a nickname. I think uh, with the last name Maxwell, you can you can do a lot of things with. Sure. And so I, I was made fun of. I mean, there were they weren't nicknames per se, but yeah. I got mocked pretty good for yeah. good to the last drop and you know Maxwell House Coffee and yeah. and I, I'll just leave it at that. There were worse ones. But <laughs> kids get creative when it comes to yeah, uh, they do to mockery of names, yeah. and I was one of those kids <laughs> that was pretty creative with it too. So yeah, 
yeah. got nothing for David or Thompson. So no, those are just people yeah. would call yeah. me. Remember, uh, David and Goliath, David and Goliath, the, yeah. the little TV, the claymation. Yeah. Well, some I had a dude that would call me Davy. So oh. he wouldn't just say like David <laughs> or like ever say it normal. He had to say it like the dog, like Goliath would. Yeah. I don't know what you're it. talking about, but it's not, I, I, I'm Davey. tracking with you. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. I call you Mr. T sometimes. That's Mr. Not very T. Often, but Actually, did your you kids ever pity the used fool? to call me yeah. Mr. T. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was funny growing up because, you know, exactly that. What about you, Chad? Right. Uh, I was Chatter Cheese. Huh. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. That's really bad. I know. I hated it. That's bad. Yeah, there. I hated it. Chad. We've got several <laughs> nicknames for you now. <laughs> Hover Chad, Cowboy Chad, Sexy yeah, Chad. Yeah, we, we don't, we don't want to go there. Biker Chad. Mullet Chad. Yeah. There's several pictures, different iterations of Chad's <laughs> life that uh, uh, it's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Brandon Victorino, he says he was Bran Flakes. That's cool. Bran Flakes. Flakes. Oh. Yeah. And Austin says both pronunciations are good. Okay. Uh, that figures. Augustine or Augustine. Augustine. All right. Either we'll way. accept them both. And he says Augie's cool. So Yeah. Yeah. So whatever. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Solved. Yeah. Well, anywho. Um, Let's get down to it. We're, we're going through more thoughts on the church today. So we've been working our way down this list from uh, author and blogger Tim Challies. Yep. Um, do we need to tell the story again, how David took his bed? No. I think we've we said that don't. a couple no, of times. No, I think we covered now. it. That was a long time ago. It was. Anyway, um, he's just got kind of this compilation of some random thoughts, 30-some, I think it's 32 in total, some odd thoughts on the church, and we've just been working our way down the list and talking about the thoughts. Yeah. So we're going to pick up kind of where we left off yesterday. And uh, thought yeah. says this. Just let it go. <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> I, th- I thought about calling him on it. Were you here yesterday, yeah. Chad? Well, well last t- last time, <laughs> yeah. I was going to be like chatter cheese. Ch- <laughs> I shouldn't. I shouldn't. Have, you shouldn't have said that. Uh, no. Right? Yesterday week. <laughs> yesterday yeah. week. There we go. In in the podcast of yawn, uh, we left off uh, at this one. It says it's okay to be on the losing side of votes or decisions in the life of the church, especially when they're over relatively mundane matters. When the decision is made by the leaders or the majority of the members, don't sulk or whine. Instead, become an advocate of that decision. After all, isn't God likely to work his will through a prayerful majority? We don't have to talk about this one because we're not congregational. Right, we're not congregational. Yeah. But, but he does have the caveat when a decision is made by the leaders or the majority of okay. members. <clears throat> so all right. it kind of does apply. Yeah, so we're not a Fair congregational enough. church where we're not you know putting things up to a vote. We have... I think in our bylaws, some instances on big decisions where, you know, we would go to the congregation for input, but we're not typically putting things up for a vote. Uh, We're not structured that way. But I think the bigger point uh, is, you know, like he points out here, is when the decision is made, don't sulk or whine and be an advocate for that decision, trusting that God is going to work through that decision. Mm -hmm. Um, Can you guys think of an example of a decision that might cause somebody (laughs) to sulk or whine? (laughs) Every decision ever made in the church, right, right. That's. I mean, he says mundane matters um, are relatively mundane matters, and and I think those are the ones. You know, everybody has preferences, and we we deal with this a lot, um, and, and have had to deal with it a lot. You know, if you have a preference about the way the music should be, or the way you know um, the church should look, or yeah, uh, there, there's a lot. Even the way you know we we run this podcast. You know, some people have a preference of like stop the banter or make it more like a, you know, make it more this way or that way. Yeah. There, everybody has preferences. Even Glenn last week, he didn't like the banter until he was a part of it. Yeah, I, saw, I noticed that. Yeah, this, <laughs> this normally, he like, this hey, normally, this, cool. this normally stinks, but today is great. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that was fun. Um, but yeah, when it comes to preferences, I think we have to, um, to think Philippians two and, and 
not necessarily make those, you know, everything. Right. And people have a hard time with that. I yeah. have a hard time with it. You know, sure. I've got definite ideas about how I want certain things to be. Sure. And when they're not that way, it's very easy to want to uh, gather people to your way of thinking and, you know, kind of stage a coup sure. and, get, and, and impose your will. Um, <laughs> well, then you have your, your pro- the problem with the interpretation of mundane. Cause, sure. Because a, yeah. a lot of what people see as mundane are like a big deal to me. <laughs> Right. You know what I mean? So and, it's and like, vice hey, versa. A lot yeah. of, you know, it exactly. goes the other way too. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think the encouragement to um, churchmen or church members here in this <laughs> one is, is um, you know, trust that God is going to work through the leaders of the church or, you know, if you're in a congregational church, that God would work through um, through the prayerful majority. Yeah. Uh, trusting that, that that everybody's on on the Lord's side on things yeah. and, and yeah. ultimately wanting you know what's best, what's you know good for the congregation, yes. what is glorifying to God, and that He's going to work through that. And then I think the hardest part, but the most important part of this statement, is then be an advocate. So not right. not only like yield to whatever that decision is, right. but then be an advocate of what the decision is. And I feel right. like this is what we talk about a lot with just the idea of being on the bus. The bus is going this direction, right. which means that like at the end of the day, whether it's, you know, exactly as you want it to be or not, you don't want the bus to crash. You don't want right. any <laughs> harm to come to the people in the bus, right? You want to make sure the point. bus gets to where it's going. And so that's just part, it's, it's an attitude thing. Right. Right. Yeah, so. absolutely. I yeah. would say it's, it's also okay if you, if, if there is a point of disagreement or a way you would do things different to come talk to us about it. For yeah. sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, you might find out there's a method in the madness that you didn't realize and go, right. oh, okay, that's why you do it. Great. Right. Or we might find out, hey, well, maybe we should rethink this. You know, right. Maybe yeah. there's a, you know. We, we, and we've had both of those things happen absolutely. in the past yeah. as, as we've been able to talk through sure. you know, th- issues that people have brought up. Yep. And I, and I think maybe even I would, it, it, it's worth mentioning like blowing our own horn for a second. Um, that we experienced this first with this model. So it's, it's not that sure. we're a leadership team trying to just like, um, just dictate be, you know, this isn't a dictatorship and we're not like, you know, the mafia or mafia dons. Like we have to deal with the fact that we're all different, even as leaders, which, which is actually beneficial. So we're having to practice this, even though we're not quote unquote members or part of the congregation. Um, we have to practice this first and, and how right. we even run because we, we all have different thoughts and preferences sure. on things. Yeah. And sometimes that comes out. But at the end of the day, we've, we've learned over the years to yield right. on things, to step down on things that just don't matter that much. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, there's times in us where it's, you know, kind of two, two to one and, and there's times where the two capitulate to the one yeah. on a particular For issue. Sure. Right. And, and, and we, we do have to, you know, kind of live this in our, our model. For and, sure. Um, so yeah. we get it is, yeah. is my point. Yeah. Like we, Absolutely. we understand, but it would be nice f- for people, um, you know, to kind of give us the benefit of the doubt sometimes maybe that <coughs> trust us. Uh, we have thought through these things. We are yeah. thinking through these things. We are willing to, and adjust. even critically, yeah. like we're, we're, we're carefully and, and critically thinking through these things right. because it's not one guy. Right. Yeah. Sometimes there's not a, an immediate solution to some of the things. So like we might be aware of a deficit right now in the church that we need to work on or that yeah. we are working on and maybe it's not happening immediately. But again, right. that's where some conversation um, For sure. with us will potentially be helpful. For sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, our, our church in particular is, is pretty cool and, you know, people, people don't, you know, raise a fuss too too much about things, and it seems like people are usually you know willing to listen, and we're willing to hear. And, I was and thinking just, that same thing when I was works. yeah when I was reading this. But, I thought but that's like, not always the case. We've seen this. Well, we've we've seen it here yeah. where this happens, but for the most part, like 
our people have been really, really good yeah. to us but and if, to each if other. If there's a decision made where people don't understand it and they aren't willing to come to us, then the natural thing is to start, you know, talking to other people and, and right. you know, kind of get this little groundswell movement going. Oh, that's well, we're going to get to that one probably yeah. too. Yeah. That's dangerous. Let so. me ask you this. If we were a congregational church, do you think this would be more prevalent, like the challenges of this going on, than the fact that our church knows that the responsibility ends with us. Do you think that goes in our favor, that we're elder run? Do you think this would show up? I don't know. It's just a, it's just a, because I, I almost feel like it's written for a church that's member led, and then you start getting uh-huh. factions, and you start there, there's almost a different mindset as you a, approach uh, decisions and voting if it's congregationally led, as opposed to like you know what like. Yeah. Yeah. Mom and mom and dad are ultimately going to have to do something with this. So. I've never, and I'm not the mom, by the way. I've never been in a, <laughs> a congregational church, but I could see the potential for just <clears throat> kind of political yes. upheaval. Yes, <clears throat> Vote, voting to, blocks. Yeah, yes. voting blocks, and people you know advocating talking about. to get groups you yeah. know on their side. Yes, and those, and I don't know. Maybe that doesn't happen, but I certainly could see the potential. And then there would for it. yes, and then there would be more room for griping, complaining, right. walking around sulking. You know what I mean? Right. Um, to make a statement to your peers. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just a thought. Well, that kind of – I'm, I'm going to skip one and we'll come back to it because the, the two down from the one that we talked about kind of fits into this, and it says this. There's a lot of gossip there in churches. Go. Make the commitment that whatever gossip you hear will never be passed on. Make sure it ends with you. Boom. Kill it. Cut it off. And <clears throat> I think things like we're talking about, people might not always recognize as gossip. Right. Um, you know, they might recognize it as, you know, working through an issue and, you know right. – or concern. Yeah, concern, conversations that yeah. can be had. And, and, and we can mask our gossip in those things. For right? sure. Um, and, and I think the encouragement. <laughs> and we do. Yeah, yes. right. It's I mean, an art, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> to look spiritual as you gossip. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there are some people that have, you know, they're good Mastered at the art. Mastered it, yeah. <laughs> yep. Mastered the Honed art. their craft. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and, and, I, and I hope, and we, you know, we said this at our annual meeting here this last week, and I think we say it often that, you know, as pastors, we try to be super accessible to people and always willing to have conversations. And and I hope that, you know, if someone does have gossip come their way, that they would direct those people to come talk to the pastors and and do, you know, your part in in, uh, ending the gossip. And I think we've talked about this before. This is even maybe more applicable to deacons, like what you just said, Chad, is we would encourage you guys, because a lot of times it's the deacons that are going to get the stuff that really should be said to the pastors. And, um, right. and so we, we would encourage the deacons to redirect just, you know what, you should really be talking to these guys and not me about this, <laughs> you know, right. just redirect it. You right. Know? So people look for that, like an advocate for their, totally. their side, sounding boards, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. that type of thing. But I would say, I heard a definition years ago that kind of stuck with me about gossip and it was something to the effect of if you're not part of the problem or part of the solution, don't talk about it. There you go. And the yeah. problem with that though, is that there's a lot of people that, that, want to become part of a solution that they have no business being involved in. Yeah, for sure. Um, that happens a lot, or, too. Or some people want to become part of the problem if they well, have no business yeah. being a part. Yeah. But uh, and in general, <laughs> like, sure. if you hear about, you know, something that's going on in somebody's life, uh, you know, if you want to go and talk to that person and see what you can do to help them. But when you start talking, you know, that's trying to be part of the solution. Yeah. But when you're just talking to other people about it, um, e- even in the sense of, like, a Matthew 18 thing where there's a, a sin that takes place, um, it says go to that person. And, and that's the last thing most of us want to do. We want to go to right. every other person yeah. first and talk about that, you know, and that's gossip. Yeah. Um, because well, when you go to that person, you might find out, oh, there was a misunderstanding. I mean, you know, there's just a lot of slander that takes place. Yeah. 
Well, I think sometimes we go to people too under the guise of seeking godly counsel, but we're just spreading gossip, and you know we need to be aware that you yeah. know, we can have a tendency to do that. And yeah, there's so, a so fine, I need to get counsel from 17 different people, you know, on this problem. I've done that before. <laughs> I've participated in that. Um, and, and you probably don't need to get counsel from 17 different people. You know, yeah, on a we don't. Uh, we don't elevate certain sins to to uh, like a high degree of pro- like being a problem. Yeah. Gossip, complaining. Yeah. Um, they're big ones. Well, when it comes when it comes to the the actual effects, like the depth yeah. and level of the effect that it has on the body of Christ, this is this goes to the top. Yeah, yeah. This is at the top. And, no, and, and we're not saying don't bring up issues. We're just saying there, there's you know good ways and bad ways. Yeah. Right. You know to do that. No, we're talking and, about gossip. And, and yeah. we're all you know striving for unity. I hope yeah. we're all striving for unity in the church. Well, and that's and that's the problem. Kills is, unity. Yeah, it kills unity. I, we live in a in a culture where like if you're the person that got the scoop, or or you can be the first one in the know. Right. You know this idea that we, we feel thri- special. We, yeah, yeah. Well, we thrive on this. Special. You know, we there's full you know TV shows and websites that are dedicated. Or if you know to, something really cool. Yeah. Right? And, and, and the you're beans. the one who who passes it off, then you feel really good about yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Doesn't seem to please God at all. Agreed. So it does damage. And it does damage. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Okay. Uh, back to the one I skipped. If you have a beef or concern mm, with the beef. sermon. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good word, it man. Is. Just looking at it spelled yeah. out. If you have a beef or a concern mm. with the sermon, it's always a good idea to wait until a few days have passed before approaching the pastor. Also, be sure to distinguish between a bad sermon and a weak sermon, a sermon in which the pastor preached error, and a sermon in which he simply may not have been at his best. <laughs> yeah, don't talk to us about not being at our best. <laughs> but an error, that's fair game. Right. Yeah, I think we, we've talked about this before. Um, there are times when we, we will need to be... Um, you know, approached about, okay, what did you mean when you said this? Right. Uh, hey, you did say this, and I think you, you know, did you mean it? That, you know, that if it sounds like something funny is going on and they, they have questions, they have every right to come to us and talk to us. Yeah, definitely. The day or the, the minute after the sermon or, you know, five minutes after the sermon probably is the greatest time to do that. Yeah. Um, but by all means, do it. Yeah. But if it's more like a, you know, a weak sermon, like the pastor just wasn't at his best, uh, pray for him. Yeah, give, um, give some grace there. <laughs> you know, but but yeah, be be careful with that because you know I don't know about you guys, but I, I'm always kind of like one sermon away from just packing it in. <laughs> it seems <laughs> right. like, um, yeah. you know, we feel inadequate. We don't feel like we're um, killing it most of the time, right? And so, um, you know, to have kind of that kind of discouragement, especially in a day of yeah. celebrity pastors, and yes, you know, you can you can hear the best of the best anytime you want to, right? And speaking or preaching error. If you don't know, is one of our biggest fears. I know that from yeah, you right, guys. Yeah, absolutely. We we want to be faithful um, as much as we possibly can yeah. to what God has um, entrusted us with. So just keep that in mind. Too. That doesn't mean that we're not going to make errors. That means that be careful about how you beat us up because we're already going to beat ourselves up if we know that we have made an error. Yeah. What are we doing? I think the... People might be here working on the fire escape. Uh, I think there might be noise a going, going on if you can't hear it on the sounds, podcast. Sounds like a grinder. Yeah. I feel like I'm at the dentist right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> so go easy yeah. on us. Just don't do it, you know, yeah. the first minute after the sermon ends. I, I mean, there are times, I don't know for you guys, but there are times like mid-sermon where like the thoughts swirling around in my head as I'm preaching, you're like, what, sure. what am I doing? Totally. Right? How's, yeah. the, how's this going? Totally. And then like you're walking away, like, you know, you pray and then, you know, you like you go back to your seat and, and, and rarely do we think like, oh yeah, nailed that one. There's times, there, right. most of the time that's a long walk. It is. Like from the pulpit to my seat right. is, is a really long walk. Right. And that just because of how I thought. Right. 
And know. then, and then you know, forget about the thoughts that happen, you know, Sunday afternoon and Monday. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But um, it doesn't mean don't approach us if we speak error. Right. Clarification is like good. We yeah. you should you should be good listeners, as good churchmen, be good listeners. Yeah. Um, to the message sit under that well, and then you know be discerning and yeah, uh, stand up for truth. You know, yeah. we're all in the pursuit yeah. of truth. It, so. It's hard to communicate clearly and say that exactly what you want to say in the right way sometimes and right. we get it wrong uh you know we might mean one thing we say it a different way for sure yeah we make mistakes yeah. you know in that regard but um getting it right yeah find out what the heck that is <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> it's getting worse yeah. i don't know if it's coming through or not but. yeah i don't know if the mics are picking it up but uh it may not man be, but it's bothering us yeah, yeah. it sure is distracting right it um, sounds like a drill at the dentist <laughs> i'm just telling you yeah. i mean on the other side of the coin like you know we, we welcome you know feedback on sure. sermons and we welcome you know conversations about you know what was said for and, sure you know it it's in like like the pats on the back are great and, and we're always encouraged you know by the the attaboys you know and those kinds of things but i think i don't know about you guys but i think for me something that is ultra encouraging is when when somebody comes and, and wants to talk about something that was said and, and they get to sit down and say well this it made me think about this and i have these questions and just kind of a legitimate you know like i'm kind of seeking some truth here um i love those conversations yeah. and they don't they don't happen super often but but it's really encouraging you know when, when someone's wanting to dig in mm-hmm. um, and, and ask more so yep. you know we're, we're not saying don't approach us at all okay yeah for <laughs> sure for sure. Yeah, I still like one of the greatest compliments. I think Tony Meredith said at one time is, uh, "Are we preaching to hear what a great sermon, or what a great savior?" For sure. Right. And when when you when somebody comes and kind of has this uh, this moment of like, "I worshipped the risen Christ yeah. today," you know that something happened here. That that's the best thing going. But yeah. It is nice to hear. Absolutely. You know that, that something impacted somebody. That's <coughs> no a cool doubt. Thing, so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, when I read this, I was thinking of one time a guy that I met for the first time. This was just a few years ago. Met him for the first time on a Sunday, and, <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know the story. <laughs> Eccentric fella, and uh, as soon as church was over, he comes up to me and puts his hand on my shoulder and says, "You know, y- you really ought to consider preaching shorter." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, thank you, stranger, for the compliment." Wow! <laughs> like, like, what do you do with that? Twenty wow. minutes, I think he said. Yeah. <laughs> you should consider. Yeah, like, like it was already. You know, <laughs> it wasn't a long sermon at all. You, you do. There are times you feel like like you're trying out for the panel of like American pastor <laughs> right. where you've got this panel of people yeah, that are yeah. judging you it's with a, a no big, me, with a big button. Right. <laughs> like, like somehow it's like, how, what made you qualify right. to like, yeah, now, now, now I'm, well, well, well this, this guy was Simon Cowell. Yeah. If, if that oh, okay, was the scenario, if, if, if there was a there panel, Simon Cowell came up to me and gave right. me both barrels. Cause that's the, that's the part that I think is kind of funky about this is that he even <laughs> brought up like that people would approach you just because the sermon you did last week was stronger than the sermon you did this week. Like, yeah. That's kind of a weird, don't do that. Yeah. Like we're, we're, we're going to like, some <laughs> of them are just going to hit harder and some of them aren't going to hit as hard. And that's just the nature of the text and where we're at from week to week and right. all that stuff. So don't, don't bug us on that sermon you did back there was way better than the one you did right. today. Well, like, we might, just kind of we could start to implement like a buzzer system. We could. Uh, so <laughs> if, if the, everybody yeah. in the congregation has a buzzer yeah. and if they, if they get to where they don't like the sermon, they can just hit it. And then yeah. we get like, if we get three X's, we have to stop. Just preaching. a ring yeah, girl, there we go. just a ring girl that gets up after you leave the pulpit and holds up a card with a number on it. You know what I mean? That everyone's agreed on. <laughs> That's no? awesome. Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, we're going to move on now. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Too much. Told <laughs> you I'm going to say something every week that makes people question yeah. themselves. Uh, so the next one, uh, churches can inadvertently or even deliberately slip into a posture of competition towards one another. Mm-hmm. One way to head this off is to deliberately and publicly pray for other nearby churches. Pastors do well to integrate this into their pastoral prayers. 
the spirit of competition and nature of it is real. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's in, it's in me too. Yeah. Like I, I have to constantly check myself sure. and watch myself and my attitude towards churches down the road. And, and don't get me wrong. Like I, I, I do disagree with some of those churches down right. the road and the way that they're doing things. Right. I, I think they're harmful. Which is why we're doing what we do. Which right? is why we're doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In general, if you were to look at our um, social media and, and things like that, or even, even the way we advertise or whatever you want to call it, like let us let people know we, we're not really self-promoting. It's very mild. It's, it's, it's very mild very, on and, purpose. Um, and it's on purpose. And, and it probably, yeah. you know, if we were trying to grow this place into a, a real big church and, and we, we could probably do it differently. Um, but I definitely see some churches that, uh, you want to hope that what they're doing is trying to brag about what God's doing and make right. God big. Uh, I just saw one the other day where they, they, they listed out the number of baptisms they had this, that week. And, and there's part of me that's thinking that's, that's amazing. And then there's part of me thinking, why would you post that? You right. know, it's <laughs> totally. weird. Totally. I heard somebody say one time that church marketing is basically just saying why your church is better than everybody else. Okay. Yeah. Right. Kind of feeding into this. <laughs> I, I got to read this. This is probably going against what we, sh- how we should be speaking about this. <laughs> Uh, Peyton Jones, this comes out of, uh, oh, what was his newest book? Uh, Plantology. Plantology. Yeah. Somehow we've replaced evangelism with marketing and mistaken them for the same thing. Mm. Marketing appeals to what's already there, which are other Christ- Christians that are already there. Evangelism, however, creates something that wasn't. Marketing draws Christians to sexier churches. Evangelism creates Christians out of non-Christians. And also with that, the need for churches to put them into and so there, th- this has been our philosophy. Like no, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. And this has been our philosophy since we started is, is usually if there's churches that are heavily marketing on social media, non-believers aren't the ones who care. They're, they're not going to be your base right. that, that you're attracting. Right. It's other Christians and other churches that you're attracting to your church. Right. Right. So just stop. Just stop. <laughs> stop it. Just stop. Yeah. That's why we're quiet for the most part on social media. But yeah. I, I do like the, the flip of this thing yes. as far as, um, you know, we're not in competition with other churches. We shouldn't come across that way. We, right. we, we need to be careful not to be like, we're the, the church that's doing it right. All these other right. churches are the ones doing it wrong. And if we're praying for those churches and praying for their ministries, even, you know, publicly and letting other people know, I think we, we like to network with other churches and, and support ones that we feel we are gospel centered. Really yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I think that's a healthy, totally. um, a healthy thing. I love it when yeah. I, another, you know, we hear about other churches or pastors that have said good things about us or, you know, recommended that people yeah. come to our church. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's a cool thing. Yeah. We don't, yeah. we don't get be behind everything that's out there, but we, we do when we can, like yeah. we, we're big, Absolutely. we have big hearts towards other pastors. We have big hearts toward other gospel driven churches, gospel centered church. Like we, we do, we've always networked. It's yep. always been a part of, and that's part of what I love about you guys and all three of us together is our, our heart is to be connected Definitely. and to be rooting for, to be fans, cheerleading other, other gospel centered churches. Yeah. yeah. But, but if that church, if there's churches out there that aren't teaching Truth, you're not going to hear um, us, or, or, or you know, yeah. t- they're in error right. what they're about. We, yeah. you, that's fair game. We're, we're right? going to we're going to yeah. slaughter them. Yeah, we should. Well, <laughs> we should we should warn people about. <laughs> How those. are we going to slaughter? Them? I don't know. That was bad. I don't know. I was trying to. Be I think bad. about like on my on my drive down to Lapine. Yeah. You know, most weeks, there's just you know the route that I go it takes me past a few churches. Yeah, a few. And, and, and I often find you just pull out your paintball gun. And <laughs> yeah, paintball one. I pray for, pray for a couple. Paintball one. You know. But but I do find myself as I'm driving by just praying that you know that the gospel yeah. will be proclaimed you know in those For churches sure. faithfully and and I don't I don't know much about them so I don't know if the gospel sure. is faithfully being pro- right. I hope it is but but I just find myself praying most of the time when I make that drive as as I drive by you know those churches yeah. I think we would do well to you know just to consider praying for other churches totally. outside of our own yeah yeah totally all right next one 
Next one. <laughs> it's okay to clap or raise your hands in worship. It's okay not to. A lot depends on the customs of the church you are a part of, but if it's a custom within your church, it's probably worth giving it a try as a means of physically expressing your worship. What if, what if you're waving your hands while they're raised? There, there's a there's a line here. Swaying, <laughs> like we're talking swaying. What if you're swaying, swaying your hips while your hands are raised? Yeah. This is such a weird one because I'm just <laughs> not a I'm not a. Um, Physically, really? I don't know. Emo- yeah, no. yeah, David. You're not really. charismatic. No, not really. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's surprising. It's a foreign thing to me. It doesn't bother <laughs> me when I see other people do it. Yeah. But I, I, you know, I put it, I've been in those situations before. where I felt pressure to do it. Yeah, yeah. So when he kind of said, "Give it a try," you know, you might like it. It's like, <laughs> or you might not. Yeah. And it might make me feel like I just feel like I'm drawing attention to myself when I do it. And I, I don't think there's other people that are thinking that way at all. So I'm not saying everybody that does that is yeah. doing that. But for me, I would feel funny about it. I would too. Um, and so agreed. But again, I, I, I've watched people express themselves in, in ways that I wouldn't, and they're sure. sincere about it, and I, I think it's great. I, I think hopefully you, you got your eyes closed and you're focused on the Lord and, you know, do what makes sense. It seems right when it's right, when it's by yeah. someone that, that you that it just seems sincere, and it seems from the heart, yeah. and they're comfortable doing it, and they're not doing it to be seen. And, um, and I, mean, then it's, I wish it's, I was even more free. And it's not times. right for someone who's trying to look right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That can be that can be a thing too. Yeah, but yeah. I wish and I was we, more. We've seen that. I wish I was more free, and you know, it wasn't so consumed with like I don't know for whatever reason. It's just terrifying to me the thought of raising my arms in church. Yeah, that sounds weird. Well, he like, makes a comment here. A lot depends on the customs of the church you're part of, right? And so that's where you know there's some judgment I think yeah. to be made. Um, yeah. Like when I read that, I remembered years ago I was in a in a church and a guy. Uh, first time there, I see him walking across. I was by the front door, and he was walking across the street, and he had a shofar in his hand, like a ram's horn, you know? Mm-hmm. And he comes to the door, and he's like, is this okay if I bring this in? I'm just like, no. <laughs> like, we're not that kind of church. <laughs> You're like, why? Go put that in the car. <laughs> why? <laughs> and, you know, and Dr. Mind, Chad. Like, Dr. Chad. Know, he was showing up and thinking Patient that Chad. you know was an acceptable thing to do, whereas in our, and maybe in some contexts, you, know, you can get away with that, but in our context, it would, would have been a total distraction. Yeah, for sure. Wasn't definitely, definitely wasn't part of our custom. Yeah. 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 Anything else to say about that? No, let's move. All right. Moving on. <laughs> it's far better to arrive at church each week as a worshiper than a critic. I mean, we beat this drum all the time. I know. Go ahead and finish it. It's far better to determine you will seek out and enjoy whatever good you can find in the church than to identify and nitpick every weakness. It will be better for you and better for everyone else if you come to worship eager to enjoy every blessing. I used to be the guy on the wrong side of this. Right. And I repent. Right. I think we all have. All right. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> sure. I mean, that, that one kind of speaks for itself. We, we, yeah. You know right. what? We hit this one all the time, probably yeah, more yeah. than anything else, because this, this is such a biggie like gossip. Like, this has so much yeah. to do with the health, the overall health of the church. Right. Um, is what individuals are doing with this and your yeah. disposition and your approach. And the truth is, it's it's always it will always be easy to be a critic, right? You, you will always no find, one has to teach us how to do that. Yep, you'll always find right. things, but at the end of the day, you you have to think about what you're truly critiquing, and you're critiquing the bride of Christ. Um, and so we need to really keep that in mind. You're talking about Jesus's bride. Yep. When you're when you're being critical, and that's a big deal, you yeah. know. So are, yeah. are, are we flawed? Absolutely. Are we ugly at times? Absolutely. Um, but we're His beautiful mess, right. and we need to be mindful of that. So right. Yeah. All right, Um, this next one hits on something I hit on in my sermon on Sunday. Mm. It's a blessing when the adults in a church take an interest in the children. 
it's a blessing when parents know that the Christians around them love to befriend and influence their children. So do your best to forge relationships with some of those little people. Roger that. Yeah. I, I had mentioned, <clears throat> excuse me, in my sermon on Sunday that, um, you know, one of the, I grew up in the church and one of the things that, and maybe I'm weird this way, but like one of the things I really looked forward to in going to church week in and week out was exactly this. Um, you know, like the friends of my parents who would pay attention to me and take yeah. an interest in me and, you know, ask me about my week and ask me about school and those kinds of things. Um, and I'm pretty convinced, like, I'm, I'm a Christian today in part because of that. Maybe even a pastor in part because of that. Like, that was just, for me, a meaningful part of my life growing up in the church. So they so they made you feel like you belonged there. Yeah, absolutely. Even when you were this tall. Yeah. And they're grown adults. Yeah. But no, that, that goes a long way. Yeah, it was it was a big deal. I mean, I relate to that one a lot. Yeah, that it, has a big deal it, for me. It matters. And and I do love, like, again, we're not doing this perfect. We're trying to find ways to be better at this. But I, I actually love what I see right now in our church with this, that we see so many people that don't have kids or even grandkids that go to this church, but they're pouring their time right. and their energy and their effort into loving young families really well. My, like, I, I have a couple of my kids, you know, that have started off with, with kids and marriage, and, and it's amazing the way that the people in this church, not one or two, but just overwhelmingly, yeah. have, like, taken to them and cared for them. Like, it, like it, it makes me emotional. Yeah. Like, it's... It, People are doing really good with this here. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. But it matters, like you're saying. Like yeah. it, this, this. It, um, it matters more than people think it matters. It speaks volumes. Yeah. To that child. I think you have to have a, a culture that um, values children. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I, you know, we, we want to make sure that we're always um, emphasizing that we we like the idea. What of, does that say about Lapine? Well, no, I'm just if they were there, we would we would yeah. we would do yeah. that. Just <laughs> exactly. exactly. Um, but the idea that um, they are they belong here, like you said, you yeah. know, they belong. They belong. Uh, they matter. They're a part of this yep. thing. Uh, they're not a nuisance. They're not, um, you know, just something to, to push off to the side and get rid yep. of. Right. Uh, they they really do matter. And For so sure. finding ways to integrate um, kids and families with kids into everything that we're doing and, and make that doable is, is a big deal. To yeah, us. Right. So it matters. Yeah. Yeah. And I think even for some of the old, older folks, you know, people that have raised their children and, and their children are out of the house, just remembering the days of, you know, feisty right. kids and yeah. remembering what it was like to, to chase kids around and, and to try to keep them, you know, under control and, and having some patience and grace for those that are you know currently trying to navigate those situations goes a long ways. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I liked how you said on Sunday, you know, that the idea that this is, just a room full of aunts and uncles and you know even yeah. like grandparent kind of figures um that's a pretty unique thing in the church yeah. that we, oh, yeah. we we shouldn't take for granted you know and there's a lot of people like you said willing to to love your family if you, if you lean into the yes. into that so, yep definitely yeah. yeah it's great all right next one yeah try to make your church the kind of place where young preachers can confidently preach their very first sermon okay next one <laughs> <laughs> Though those sermons are probably not going to be very good, ensure those young men receive lots of encouragement and affirmation. I would say in our early days of the door, we we came charging out of the gate with this one. <laughs> and, and we still, like, this is a good statement. This is a good statement. But I, I think maybe we've learned uh, some ways to do it and some ways not to do it the longer we've been around. So. I don't know that Charlie's just thinking along those lines. I think No, he's probably I, not, but I was. We, we're, when we started the door, we, we were the young preachers. Well, uh, and we were throwing anybody <laughs> we were. who put their hand up into the pulpit. Yeah, yeah. but I guess, you know, the, when you're, you're new at this, 
Um, so I think we're talking about somebody who's a yeah, call pastor, sure. who's, who's, sure. who's been called and affirmed as a pastor. Sure. When they're new at it, give them a lot of grace. Yep. Um, they're going to get better. They're going to figure out their own voice. Yeah. You know, it takes time right. for that to happen. Don't be calling them with all their errors yeah. every week. Yeah. Yeah. You know, even now, when I, you know, if I do listen back to something, I hear all the little weird things I say. I say, you know, a lot. I say, like. I say, you know, there's all these things that if I'm really paying attention to it, yeah. it drives me nuts. And I'm sure yeah, yeah. it probably drives some other people nuts. You go to pull an old sermon that you thought, oh, that was rad. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to right. revisit this sermon. And then you're like, you trash the whole thing. <laughs> you're like, oh, no. That, that was terrible. No. Nope. Yeah. What was I thinking? But I do like, you know, going back to what you were saying, the idea that we're trying to raise up uh, another generation of preachers and pastors. Give them room. You have to give them space give to do that. Right. We used to do it on Sunday mornings, yep. which probably wasn't wise. Correct. <laughs> we just, I'll just say it wasn't wise. <laughs> right. Uh, because, you, you know, we were just hoping to maybe discover, oh, this guy really does have a gift of teaching. And more often than not, we discovered the opposite of that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Well, well, and yeah. even if they do, like it, it um, it's just not going to reveal itself overnight. It's not going to yeah, be a sure. quick process. Like it takes time, right? Yeah. So, yeah. But again, I think that there's also this idea that that uh, we did this at Sovereign Grace Church when we were there. They they believe that every guy should should take a turn yeah, in the totally. pulpit. Like every person was gifted this way, and every person should have something to say. Uh, maybe they didn't think everybody was gifted that way, but it was still, it wasn't good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it and it showed itself not to be good the yep. more guys they let run through yeah. there so well, this, this kind of goes back ties into the you know the worshiper versus the critic like even in this kind of scenario like you know do you thank god that he might be raising somebody up yeah <clears throat> or you know are you looking to critique and there's a way to critique that that tears down and there's a way to critique that builds up yeah right and i think even in our critique we ought to be thinking about you know how can i build this person up you know with you know whatever critique yeah. that you might have um to help them and, and help them to to improve and, and to be better yeah yep yeah, yeah i think at the end of the day we we don't want to be a church that when we have someone who is potentially that person who has that calling or wants to discover if they are or not that we're going okay well go to seminary they'll yeah. take care of you i think we want to take responsibility for the people that god's given us yeah. yep. and and equip those people put the time be willing to put the time in Absolutely. even if it's arduous and um, not not always done super great. We've done better right. over the years, and we've and, done and, better. And, over the years. and um, we've vetted a little bit more and worked with people before yeah. the sermon gets preached, and work with them after it gets preached. We've learned to do that. Yeah. And actually, the, the few times I can think of recently where we've had somebody kind of a newbie in the pulpit, it's gone pretty well. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. All right, next one. There is entirely too much unnecessary church changing. Of course, there are Didn't times when leaving. What's that? Sorry. I was going to say, didn't, didn't he already? Some of these do okay. cr- touch. Yeah, there was one, I think, last week or the week before that was about how to leave a church okay. well. But, um, I mean, that first statement, entirely too much unnecessary church changing. Yes. Okay. Uh, of course, there are times when leaving one church for another is necessary and good, but there is also something to be said for enduring through a church's times of difficulty and having a long, faithful ministry among a particular people. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we're, we're, we can be pretty quick when, you know, things don't go our way to say, you know, I'm out of here and, and move on down the road. <clears throat> I shared an example on Sunday about a guy that I met years ago who his introduction, I went up and introduced myself. Hey, my name's Chad. And he's like, you know, my name's, I can't remember his name, but, you know, my name's Bob. And I had problems at my last church. Yeah. That was his introduction. <laughs> and my reply was like, well, you're probably going to have some here too. Yeah. You know? um, I mean, what do you say to that? Yeah, right? for sure. But, you know, this was a guy that, you know, after getting to know him, um, you know, was pretty quick to change churches when things weren't going his way. Yeah. 
I like that the idea, you know, when the going gets tough, the tough get going kind of a yeah. idea. If, yeah. if things are getting tough in the church, uh, don't just abandon ship, you know, like right. see what you can do to, uh, there comes a point where you, you realize I'm not part of the solution anymore. I'm now part of the problem. I'm actually not helping. I'm just creating more division. Then it's probably time to go. Yeah. But, but if, if there's a way to, to, you know, help get the course of, of the ship turned, you know, again and, and moving in the right direction and, yeah. you know, stick it out. Um, yeah. And a lot of people are, are honeymoon members, yeah, right? Sure. Um, in fact, I would say the majority of people in the church these days have a honeymoon mentality. And once the excitement wears off, um, once the pink cloud dissipates, um, you go and get catch the next one, you right, know? Right. And so uh, I feel like God spared us a little bit from, like, how common this is because of where we're located in a small community. Like, a lot of people don't have an option of... Or, or, or a, a lot of options to go, oh, I can go over here for a while, and then I can go over here for a while, yeah. right? I mean, you got to go to Bend for that or Lapine for that. So I feel like it hasn't been too prevalent here with us. But, um, yeah, don't be a honeymoon member. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> when I read this comment, I think of a guy uh, that I know who's he's in his 70s, and he's still part of the church that he grew up in. And that church over the years has had a few kind of gnarly things mm. happen. Um, and he, in my mind, is an example of somebody that's just kind of stuck with it over the years and loves his church and loves the people in it um, and has been a part of, you know, solutions to some of these gnarly things when, um, you know, there are times in that church's history where, you know, there have been kind of big exoduses of people and um, and maybe for right reasons even, you know, because of the nature of the difficulties. And, uh, you know, this guy that I know, he's he's just, he's been kind of a lifer in this church and mm. it's, it's real, it's commendable. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know how many of those we have anymore here, yeah. but, uh, but I, not real common. I know we have some and, uh, that yeah. have been here from day one and they've stuck it out yeah. or, you know, from the time they came, sure. they stuck it out. And, uh, and, and it is, it's a beautiful thing to see it's a beautiful thing. that kind of yeah. faithfulness and, and loyalty. And, um, and again, there's, there's going to be reasons every week, you know, to go, well, <laughs> I don't like that. No, maybe, you know, but everywhere you go, there's going to be that. So, yep. yeah. All right. Anything else or next one? Keep going. All right, next one. Uh, there are many good causes and many great ministries that need financial support. Make the local church the main priority in your giving and do that giving with joy. It's a good place to stop. <laughs> <laughs> How much time do we have to talk about this? <laughs> yeah, I would just say yes to that. <laughs> it's 1045. I think that's like, good. let's just wrap it up. Man. This actually could yeah. be the last one. We can finish next <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think there's a lot of people out there that you have a mentality that, you know, they want to give to some of these good and, and worthy causes and, you know, maybe give to missionaries that they know or, or whatever. And, and sometimes people will do so by saying, well, I'm going to, I'm going to take this out of my tithe or what would go to my local church. Yeah. Um, you know, and in the end of the day, even though maybe the intentions are noble, it kind of can become detrimental yeah. to, the, to the support of the local church. Hopefully your church doesn't have a budget in that case. <laughs> right. <laughs> An annual budget. Yeah. 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 I, I think it's, uh, it, it speaks a priority here. Like, a, like there, there is a priority of, um, of our giving as believers <clears throat> and the, and the local church first and foremost should maybe have preeminence or yeah. priority because of just what's going on there, the, the consistency yeah. of that ministry, uh, whether it's to you, your family, others, like what happens there um, deserves to be supported well, yep. and first and foremost. And then, you know, other things. Um, I, I would say like half the time if you go and, and you don't have enough to do both and you go and talk to your pastor, like your pastor's going to understand. But it's it's nice to at least maybe let someone know what's going on in case – 
there's, I hate to use the word expectation, but financial expectation. Help just, me. Help me out of this. <laughs> I'm just thinking of that meme I sent you guys that uh, was, <laughs> well, you rob God. They had a, it was, I think it's a do, joke. Do I hope it's a joke. I hope, it's, I hope joke. it's real. They had a non, uh, they, <laughs> I seriously did. They had though. a non-tithers <laughs> board uh, in the church on a bulletin Were they board named names? Yeah, where they, they actually names. had lists of the they people that weren't names. giving. Uh, <laughs> and I, I it, it may be a real thing, unfortunately. We're so far the other way. Um, I think we've, we've swung maybe too far to one direction. I don't know. Brent. Well, it's so many churches, and, and the church has this kind of black eye about all, being all about money and trying yeah. to really fleece the sheep very often. And there's still people out there that this is happening to, and, and we see ministries doing this. Everything is about money, and, and there's guys getting rich off of the backs of gull- gullible people. Right. And they're promising them, you know, blessings and all these goofy things. And, and we don't want any, you know, resemblance to that at all. So we don't ever talk about money. Uh, have we you have, ever preached a sermon in your 12 years at the door on money? If it Finances. came up in the text, yes, but I can't. I don't, there's not, you know, I mean, if we, if we we've avoided second chat over the years. Yeah, I, don't, ever, I don't think I have. Okay. You guys are sissies. I don't, yeah. I mean, maybe, I'll but say, I agree with that. I can't remember one. <laughs> I don't think not I one where we just, either. not one where it was just about <laughs> yeah. like giving, but, but the truth is giving is part of worship. No, it's, it's a reasonable, like it's a yeah. big part of worship. Right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it, it, there's a uh, there's a sense in which, and I don't know the younger generations no. understand this. This was really ingrained into me as a new Christian. Uh, the whole the whole concept of giving. This is a way of showing that I trust you, God. I'm going to take the first part of what I just got earned my paycheck, and I'm going to give it to you as an act of worship, trusting you with it. And the local church is the obvious place. Well, to, again, we're know, talking the bride of Christ. We're talking yeah. about that that thing which is most um, important to Jesus. <laughs> Right, yeah. right, and so when some sometimes it's just perspective in the way that we are viewing that thing, and it's right. and 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 sometimes that just clears up any doubt or hesitation we might have, like oh they yeah. don't really need it. It's like it's not whether they need it or not. It's that this is the most valuable thing to Christ. Right, and yep. he says that like do it, you know, show that. For us though, just so people know, like we we don't. I was kind of being stupid earlier um we we don't see none of us as pastors who gives what right so if you were to take some of your money and it went somewhere else for yeah. a month or two like we, we don't even clue. we wouldn't even know and we don't want to and, right uh, yeah that's intentional okay no we want this to be something you do between you and the lord and it's done cheerfully yep. um the whole idea even of, of a tithe is is to me much much more of an Old Testament concept. Uh, the New Testament is everything is his. It all belongs to it him. It all belongs to him. And give yeah. cheerfully. Give generously. Give cheerfully. As each um, one determines before God. Yeah. That's, so you, that's you might key. pick ten yeah. percent as a number. That's great. Well, one month um, maybe this, and the next month maybe that. Yeah. Like that's the freedom we have now with our relationship with Christ. Yeah. That's not not. There's no tithe ceiling. I mean, yes. the nice thing about uh, the door and our, our philosophy is that we've always tried to be lean and mean. <laughs> yeah. So if if all the money goes away. And uh, or persecution happens or whatever, uh, we can sell the building, we can drop our salaries, and we can continue to meet as a church, however that looks. Um, and we're we're okay with that. Yep, you right. know, we don't have to. We don't have a giant machine that we have to keep feeding. Yep. And I like that. Yeah. But um, but having said that, what we have right now, it, it, you know, it, it really helps when people are generous with their giving, sure. and they have been, and we appreciate it. So yeah. Well, and one of the things that we value as a church is, you know, su- supporting people in need that are in our congregation and even leaning into, you know, needs in the community. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, leaning into needs outside of our community abroad. Exactly. And so, you know, we have a, a healthy chunk of our, you know, what we get in, you know, goes out to, to meet needs. Yeah. And so it's not just, you know, feeding a building or, to your point, feeding a machine. Yeah. That, you know, that, that you know, money goes out and, and helps people and, and helps further the gospel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
yeah, this is something we also want to make sure that we're always accountable. Um, so, you know, the, these, uh, what comes in, what goes out, all of that's available for right. people to see and to know. Well, about. and people are probably going, well, if you guys don't know who gives what, like who's dealing with everything. <laughs> well, there's a couple people that deal with all that. They actually yeah. deal with the ins and outs of what's coming in and yeah, all that stuff. And then we, we basically take what's there at the end of it. And, uh, we, we make big decisions on, on right. where it goes and how it's distributed and how it's spread out and where it's most needed. Yeah. Um, but, but we, there's accountability and there's people outside of us is the point that are, um, keeping their eyes on things and, um, and keeping their eyes on us yep. as we distribute funds and spend them. Yep. All right. All right. Uh, one more, maybe because this will be maybe a quick one. I'd say we, yeah, Chad, what, what are well, you why, doing? Why, 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 why don't we, we stop at 10.50 and uh, leave, leave the... All right. Well, leave. we can do whatever. Okay. <laughs> we can. I, I don't care. Well, uh, <laughs> that leaves... Uh, All right. Let's, who's going to let... Let's stop here. Who's going to yield to the other right now? Well, I'm just saying there's, there's seven left, and we just went through about 13. Seven so. would be good for next week. Okay. Uh, All right. That's, that's that, what that more I was thinking. Along with maybe something else, huh? Yeah. All right. That works. All right. Yeah. So we'll just stop there and save the next one for next week. Okay. Right, <laughs> and my stomach's rumbling. Ah, <laughs> that's okay. That's what's really going on. <laughs> Not really. You want a breakfast burrito? We gave, him, David, we gave him a lot to chew on. I'm still <laughs> thinking about when David said beef. Yeah. So <laughs> it's what's for dinner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, one of you fellows want to pray for us? Was that uh, do me do it? Okay. <laughs> All right. Father, thanks for uh, uh, these thoughts on the church, Lord. We we, we do love the church. We're fortunate um, to have such a good one. Um, in both locations, Lord, we, we love the people that, that uh, are here, and we want to do a good job of shepherding them. And so as we talk about these things, Lord, help us to uh, remain humble, to remain um, willing to seek you in all things. Uh, we want this to grow in all the ways that you want it to grow. And so we just ask for you to um, continue to lead us and guide us and grow us, bring more people that need to know Christ. And, um, Lord, we're, we're just in awe of who you are, and we thank you that you've included us in your family. Mm. Yeah. Praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We'll see y'all next week. See y'all. Thanks for tuning in to One Decent Pastor. If you'd like more information about the church, go to our website at thedoor3r.org.